Make your plans now to join us for the G3 National Conference, September 30th through October 2nd, as we'll gather for Christian fellowship and the worship of God through song and the preached word. Our theme for the 2021 conference will be centered on biblical Christology. You can find registration details at g3men.org. Get 15% off by mentioning code G3BAR. That's G3BAR. Hey, what's up, Bar listeners? Before we get into this episode, want to let you know that today's show is brought to you by AGTV. That's right. The people that made the American Gospel documentary has come up with a streaming service app. It's pretty much like Netflix for solid biblical content. Go to watch AGTV. Use the code BAR, the number one, to get 10% off the monthly rate. AGTV is so awesome. They also have our very own Just Thinking podcast on there. So you want to make sure you go to watchagtv.com. Use the code BAR, the number one, for 10% off. To the bar, come on and pull up a seat and open up your Bible. What a wonderful feast! The living bread, and we're discussing what it means for the streets, the inner cities, and the burbs, and every person we meet. This is where we challenge worldviews that we hear from world news. In light of the scripture, we are here to serve you. We're your source for resources to help you on your way as you battle mean forces. This is for the people who can see the importance of sound theology and the scripture that support it. And this is for the truth lovers, biblically reforming, preaching Christ to the nations. Yeah, welcome to the modern reformation. Yeah, the bar, biblical and reformed. Welcome everybody to the bar. It's your boy Dwayne in the building, right back in here. Another Tuesday, super excited as always to be coming through your speakers, through your earbuds, through Alexa, wherever you're listening to the show. We are grateful, and I love to start the show off by. Shouting out the listeners. Appreciate you guys listening in to your favorite podcast every Tuesday. Uh, can't do this without you. You make this fun and I love doing it because of you. Also, a special shout out to all the people at the Truth Matters conference this past week. Uh, I was able to go and we did a live recording of our Just Thinking broadcast podcast with Daryl and Virgil and met a lot of wonderful people there at Truth Matters conference. Gave out a couple cards and hope you're tuning in today. If you are, I appreciate you. Thank you for reaching out and, um, and showing us love. And like I do every Tuesday, I bring in awesome guests this week, just like any other, uh, got on none other than my brother, uh, Mr. Michael. How are you, sir? Hey, Dwayne. Good to be here with you. Yes, sir. It's good to have you on the show, man. Super excited. I appreciate you. Uh, I'm going to be transparent. My listeners know I'm very transparent. Belling me out. <laughs> uh, as I stated at the beginning of the show, I went to the conference last week and did not record a show for this uh, week. So uh, I met Mike at the conference, uh, really loved uh, talking to him and told him right then at the conference that I wanted him on the show. And I text him randomly today. I was like, hey, can you do the show? Uh, let's record this afternoon so I can get it up for tomorrow or for today where you're listening. And uh, Mike was so gracious and so uh, willing to help me out on this venture, Mike. So I, I just want to thank you first. And then uh, I want to give you the floor to introduce yourself. Anything you want to share, whether personal or professional, I'm going to give you the floor to do that right here. 
Yeah, so I'm the pastor of local outreach ministries at Grace Community Church, which means uh, my day-to-day responsibilities include overseeing a number of different ways that our church tries to reach out to the community of Los Angeles, whether that's uh, jail ministry, rehab ministry, door-to-door evangelism, things like that. Then I also get to uh, serve part-time at the Master Seminary. Uh, I'm a, what they call a faculty associate in the theology department which means that I get to teach part-time in theology, usually apologetics and evangelism. And then I also, at Grace Church, uh, co-shepherd the uh, Grace Life Fellowship Group, which is sort of like a a large Sunday school class. Um, And I get to do that alongside Phil Johnson. And, uh, you know, that's your day-to-day pastor-type things, you know, preparing to preach, doing counseling, uh, weddings, funerals, things like that. Oh, wow, that's cool, man. So tell me a little bit about how you got to Grace U. Did you go to the Master Seminary? Uh, tell tell us a little bit about that story. Yeah, so I came I came to California ten years ago already to attend the Master Seminary, and I uh, came up from Central New Jersey. That's where I grew up, and uh, yeah, I mean, just came to be an MDiv student. Did the MDiv program, and towards the end of that, uh, the folks at Grace Church. I was serving at Grace Church as a seminary student. And the folks there asked if I would uh, come on staff um, as the pastor of local outreach ministries um, toward the end of my MDiv um, uh, curriculum. And so I did that. I've been, uh, been on staff for seven and a half years and have just been able to, to stick around and, and function in those, those varying capacities, uh, local outreach, grace life, and seminary. Wow, that's cool, man. And, um, you know, you talk about evangelism, uh, always joke on this show, tell people that it's hard to evangelize in the South because everybody's already saved, or at least they think they are. <laughs> so in California, uh, LA to be exact, how is it there, uh, trying to evangelize and preach the gospel? Uh, how is it received? And, and just, you know, what are some of your experiences with that in, in the role that you're in? Right. Yeah. Well, the the area that we're in immediately uh, it, around Grace Church is is an area which uh, seems to I don't know what exactly uh, the reason for it is, but I think that you know we've had some really positive uh, interactions with the folks just around our church, uh, knocking on doors and saying hello and talking with them about the gospel, and uh, mm-hmm. and and people we find people to be very willing to have a conversation about spiritual things. Um, you know, we, we try to be really systematic in the way that we go uh, around the neighborhood. And from our records, you know, around 70 percent of the people who actually open the door to us when we knock on the door uh, are happy to see us, happy to get a visit from their local church. And uh, and 30 percent ask us to come back. So, I mean, you can imagine that mm. we, we have about we have about 13,500 housing structures within a mile and a half of Grace Church, and uh, if thirty percent of those want to have a recurring conversation about the gospel, you know, we, we feel like that's a really, you know, great reality. And then we also oh, have wow. a number—I mean, number of different ministries. So yeah, in the jails, uh, we have a local missionary sent by Grace Church, who is basically a senior Protestant chaplain for the LA County jail system, and we run a thing where the fundamentals of the faith curriculum, which MacArthur wrote. Uh, is passed out for free to the inmates, and any inmate who completes that gets a free paperback MacArthur Study Bible um, 
that they can that they can use however they'd like. And we've got wow. reentry ministries and counseling and and all sorts of things. Um, we do ministry at an abortion clinic uh, every Wednesday and Saturday, and of course the uh, the reception there isn't great, but we've had more we've had more conversations and people deciding to come to church, even from passers-by on the street wondering what it is that we're doing there, um, than in some of our other evangelistic opportun- opportunities and, and outreaches. Um, so, of course, you know you've always got the the folks who are just don't talk to me about that. I, you know, you know, just very very virulent uh, pro sin in all of its forms in terms of the L.A. Hollywood culture. Um, but amidst that, there are pockets of people who want to talk about the gospel and who are uh, eager to be invited to, to church or to invited to dinner or lunch with a family, and uh, we see some fruit from that. Wow, that is amazing, man. That's really encouraging to hear that that's going on. Because, you know, you, from the outside looking in, man, you just think about California, and you just think about uh you know, first thing you pop on my mind is silly, but the whole, uh, Californication or something like it just is the, I guess Hollywood paints a picture of just like a, a culture that's just, you know, anti-Christ or whatever, which I'm sure is the case, but it's good to hear that there are a lot of people, um, being receptive to the gospel and there are a lot of people responding to you guys' effort. So you talked about all of the things that you're involved in and, uh, you help, uh, I guess, manage or cover or your pastoral duties. Uh, one question I like to add pastors, uh, especially guys that have a lot on their plate, like yourself, how do you, uh, balance, you know, work and life? I know your kids are there. Um, and, and, you know, you got a family and everything. How do you balance that, um, while still being faithful, uh, to what you're doing, uh, with, with Grace Church? Sure. Yeah. Uh, I think that if you would have told me before I came to California, all the things that I would be responsible for, you know, 10 years <laughs> in, I would have, uh, one laughed at you and then ran in the other direction. Um, but it, it's amazing what you can do, you know, when you just add a little by little and you're, you know, you're depending mm-hmm. on the Lord's grace and, and when you're training up guys under you and, and who are willing to, to, to work hard and to serve serve Christ, um, I have some of the the greatest uh, you know co-laborers that I could possibly think of who help me in the uh, the outreach department and who serve alongside me in my pastoral duties in Grace Life. And so I kind of try to abide by the principle of you know I, I do what only I can do, and I try to mm-hmm. delegate as much of the uh, try to delegate as much of the rest uh, as I can. And, uh, and of course, only I can be the husband to my wife, only I can be the father to my kids. And that's a, that's an mm-hmm. important part, the most important part of ministry. And, uh, and so, you know, how do you balance the time? I mean, I try to be, I try to be present where I'm present. I don't always succeed at that. Um, but, you know, when I come home after being out, you know, at the office or visiting folks or doing whatever it is that I'm doing, uh, studying whatever it is, you know, when I get home in the evenings, I just try to try to be home in the evenings, especially until my kids go to bed. And, and you know, by then I'm not really, I'm too tired to do much else. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, I don't know that there's a secret formula. It's just, you know, you, you try to be faithful. I know my, my people pray for me. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I guess we've got a good example of all of it in, 
and John MacArthur, who is busier than all of us at 80, and uh, mm-hmm. is able to um, is able to to take care of things faithfully. So watching him and uh, and the other brothers on staff at Grace, and then just praying for Grace and and being desperate and having having Christ show up and and be a help. Speaking of Pastor John, you know Daryl uh, just was telling us about how. You know, he does the, I guess the life group, um, with, you know, Phil and yourself teaching that the Bible study style. And then he goes to hear a sermon, uh, by Pastor John, uh, on a regular basis and just how amazing that is. And, um, and, and he just rubbed it all in our faces. But <laughs> anyway, so how has it been working with, with Pastor John? Um, you know, being right there with him, um, you know, kind of co-laboring, you know, mentoring. How, how has that experience been? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's the great privilege of my life to be able to do that. Um, I, I was one who benefited from, from MacArthur's ministry, uh, since really I was 15 and even before that, considering the, the impact he had on my parents uh, before I was saved. Um, And, you know, uh, coming on staff over seven years ago and just trying to, trying to do right by certainly honoring Christ, number one, but do right by uh, John MacArthur, who, you know, who's taken me under his wing as a young man. I mean, I started, I started on pastoral staff at Grace Church when I was just over 26 years old. So, I mean, I was a young guy, um, mm-hmm. you know, with very little, very little experience, no experience. And, um, you know, it was just great to have someone live out integrity and live out discipline and live out, um, dedication in, in front of you. I mean, obviously early on, you see that just in, he's my pastor and I see how, uh, his life works. But then, you know, as, as things come up, uh, getting to work alongside him, I remember, uh, not long after the strange fire conference, um, you know, there was, there was some, uh, I don't know, I don't want to call it damage control. It was, it was, you know, <laughs> some sort of, you know, responding to some of the criticism and, you know, because mm-hmm. I had a bit of an online presence, you know, we, he and I worked together on some of the things that, that he, you know, he was going to write in response. Uh, later on, you know, when we were working through the biblical doctrine project, the, the systematic theology book that was published by Crossway not too long ago, um, mm-hmm. you know, I had the privilege of, I had the privilege of working with, with Pastor John, um, uh, in an editorial way on that whole thing. And just every once in a while getting a call from John MacArthur in the evening to talk about federal headship and, and, uh, different doctrines. It was just the coolest thing in the world because you, know, you have somebody who has blessed you so consistently throughout your entire mm-hmm. life. And then you get to not only, labor alongside him to bless others. But there are certain times where he's come to me and said, uh, Hey, I really appreciated this sermon. And I'm just thinking to myself, my goodness, like I, like you just sort of <laughs> melt into like a puddle of goo. Right. You're like you appreciated right. my sermon. Like this is backwards. <laughs> um, right. Right. You know, and the thought that I get to bless him, you know, and, and encourage him in any way is just such yeah. a, a privilege because of how much he's done that for me. So, Oh, wow. Yeah, that is that is amazing to have him tell you that, like you said, after benefiting from, you know, uh, his ministry, that that is amazing to get that kind of uh, response 
And uh, wow, that's amazing. So, uh, you know, I really enjoyed your preaching. Speaking of that, um, when me and, like I said, me and Virgil, uh, we, we were nudging each other the whole time, man, because uh, God was really using you in a mighty way. Um, so at uh, Truth Matters, was that your first time speaking on that platform, you know, that big of an audience, or have you done it uh, any other uh, Grace You events or any other events like that? No, I, I preached at Shepherd's Conference as a as a keynote for the first time this past March. Um, okay. And uh, and then before that, in years past, I've done like Shepherd's Conference seminars. Um, oh, okay. So you know the seminars aren't that aren't as big of a of a platform, but uh, but Shepherd's in March right. was something that was fairly similar. And yeah, I mean it, it's just it's just a privilege. Like it, it's just unbelievable that. Uh, you know, there that Pastor John, you know, lend, lends me, you know, that opportunity to serve, and uh, mm-hmm. it's just such a privilege to be able to serve the men, the pastors at Shepherd's Conference, in a small way, um, and then you know, folks who are like partners at Grace to You for for so many years, you know, just to encourage them and and hopefully just reorient them, refresh them. You know, I know a lot of folks come from places where you know, their churches aren't what they would hope them to be. And, uh, mm-hmm. and one of the reasons that, that grace to you ministers to them so much is because it, it provides a model, you know, of, of expository preaching of a biblical church. And, uh, and, and I appreciate that, you know, I mean, cause I, I was there, I was someone, you know, who was, you know, I think laboring under a situation, a church situation, which wasn't great. And where I felt discouraged at times and where I felt hungry and where I could look to, you know, Pastor John. And so, um, you know, to be alongside him with him to try to do similar kind of thing, it's just, it's just a privilege. I'm just so glad that I can get the opportunity to serve that way. Yeah, no, that, that is awesome, man. That is really awesome. Um, and, and, and like I said, we, we enjoyed it. Me, me and Virgil enjoyed it. And then, you know, Daryl, uh, you know, it was funny cause he, he kept, you know, he was telling us and he said, I guess the grace group you're telling me about, he was like, listen, man, like I got, you know, Phil teaching, you know, like the Sunday school or Mike teaching Sunday school. Then I go get to listen to Dr. MacArthur. He was like, man, it's just amazing here. <laughs> I'm like, man, you trying to make us jealous? What are you doing? <laughs> it's just well, awesome that you I know, know what that much solid teaching in one place. Yeah, I mean, I know what he means because I'm a beneficiary of the same thing. You know, on weeks that I'm not preaching, I get to hear Phil, and then every Sunday I get to hear Pastor John. And uh, yeah, it, it's just for me, it's like I, I'm I'm that same kid in the candy store, and every mm-hmm. once in a while I get to get up and and you know give out some candy. You know what I mean? Like, I, I feel like <laughs> yeah. it, it's such a, it's just such a blessing that I get to, to live uh, this, this kind of, of ministry. I know a lot of folks have, uh, you know, an enormous amount of difficulties. And of course, ministry isn't easy at Grace Church right. either. It's not like it's, it's just a, some sort of, um, you know, bubble, but it, it there, there is an, a, an enormous wealth of, um, you know, like-minded brethren and, yeah, I mean, if you're working hard, preaching, preparing, counseling, doing membership interviews, doing weddings, funerals, you're doing all these things, you know, it's great to be able to say, okay, this week uh, I get to sit and listen to Phil Johnson. This week, just mm-hmm. like every week, I get to sit and listen to John MacArthur. And so maybe sometimes right. I go out to pastor and they're the one pastor of the church and, you know, they're preaching every week, which I know is a blessing. 
But, yes. you know, the, the blessing of Grace Church is, you know, I preach, you know, as often as I do, and then the next hour I get to, to be poured into by my pastor. And so it's just really this great symbiotic relationship. Wow, that is awesome, man. Awesome. All right, so right here we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Hey, what's up? We're Guys with Bibles. I'm Scott. I'm Sean. And I'm Lee. We're just three Reformed Baptists getting back to the foundations of our faith and the 1689 Confession. Studying Scripture. Discussing doctrine. And glorifying God. You're going to get the gospel and hear some sound teaching straight from the Scriptures. And you're also going to hear a lot of laughs mispronounced Old Testament names and almost episodic references to Job and my trip to Israel. Check out the Guys with Bibles podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or the podcatcher of your choice. And visit our website guyswithbibles.com to read our blog posts too. Thanks guys, we're Guys with Bibles and we're out. God bless. See you soon. No you won't, it's a podcast. (laughs) I I can see through the podcast. All right, we're back in here with my new friend, Mr. Mike. Uh, Man, uh, what I like to do on the second half of the show, Mike, is I do what I call the three signature bar questions. These are three questions I ask all of my guests, whether it's Steve Lawson or if it's Steve Nichols or, uh, anybody, man. Uh, if I ever was, uh, blessed to have, uh, Mr. Uh, Pastor Mac on the show, definitely would ask him these three questions, but Phil already crushed my great dreams and told me that it would never happen. So, uh, <laughs> Yeah, he was nice about it though. He was nice about it. But uh, okay. <laughs> so here, here are my three signature bar questions. The first signature bar question is, what kind of music do you listen to? Oh boy, well I like to listen to uh, hymns. Well done. Um, Enfield is a band that is uh, was constituted by uh, several members of our church, headed up by John and Lisa Martin who did sing at the Truth Matters Conference. Mm-hmm. Um, Enfield, of course, is the name of the town that Jonathan Edwards preached Sinners in the Hands of an Angry God, Enfield, Connecticut. And, wow. uh, and so they're named, they're named after that. And uh, they just do amazing um, sort of contemporary arrangements of the classic hymns. And uh, they just have wonderful voices, John and Lisa do. John's one of the best piano players I know. And uh, so I, I listen to them. Uh, I also enjoy Shylin quite a bit. Um, yeah, man. As a uh, as a kid from from New Jersey, you know, I was uh, there were different, I guess, aspects of my musical um, <laughs> my musical journey. But uh, one big part was I, I, you know, I enjoyed rap music, and when I uh, heard Shylin for the first time, I was like, wow, here is a guy. Uh, you know, because when I got saved, I stopped listening to rap music because of the explicit content and all those mm-hmm. things. But I always enjoyed the artistry of it, the wordplay, right. the poetry. Um, and, you know, so I had to stop. But then uh, somebody introduced me to Shylin, and I was like, my goodness, is this a sound Christian mm-hmm. rapper who can actually flow? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> right. Uh, I know. And so I picked up the Atonement album and uh, just was blown away and and appreciated. I actually got to meet him once early on in my seminary career. He was down doing a concert at uh, Biola, and so me and a couple of seminary friends went down to uh, to see him and got to meet him. And of course, he's from Philly, and, and I'm from New Jersey, so we're we're almost uh, almost homies. Um, got it, got it. <laughs> but 
I just really appreciate that guy uh, who can preach sound doctrine uh, and then make it rhyme, where most mm. guys can't preach sound doctrine at all, right? Whether rhyming <laughs> or not, and uh, and the catechetical value of it, you know, um, the idea that you know you can you can memorize th- you know things like that set to music seemingly better than you can memorize just something else by rote, mm-hmm. and uh, you know really appreciate that. Yeah, wow! I never thought about that part, but uh, I'm I'm a big fan of uh, Shy, and uh, there's actually a guy in my in my network, T Barlow, that um that has he's also a, a a preacher as well, but he can he can flow, and um and it just amazes me how they can put you know sound the biblical doctrine in rhymes. I'm still like yeah. like you said, there's so many people that can't even preach it. You know, <laughs> these guys are rapping it. So uh, that's cool, man. So next right. signature bar question is, what book or books are you currently reading? Oh, boy. Okay. So I, uh, I'm i in the middle of working on a doctoral dissertation um, mm. on the extent of the atonement. So a lot of my reading has been directed toward uh, atonement matters. Um I uh, just I've, I've just been in the middle of a book called Greater Than Aaron by a friend of mine named Josh Nimi. Uh, Josh is just a, a he's a faithful lay guy who um, studies the word and leads his family. And out of several studies of leading his family, he he's written a couple books. And one of them is called Greater Than Aaron, which is a study of uh, the atonement from Leviticus chapter 16, the Day of Atonement, with particular application to. Uh, the extent of the atonement, whether Jesus is the great high priest, uh, dies and atones for um, every individual who's ever lived or for the elect alone. And uh, Josh makes a great case for why it is the elect alone. Um, so along the similar lines, there's a book that uh, I've just picked up to go back through called Atonement Matters by a guy named Tom Barnes, which is another great contemporary defense of uh, of that, of, of the doctrine of definite atonement. And uh, not long ago, I just finished kind of going through for a second time a book called From Heaven He Came and Sought Her, uh, which is like a 700-page anthology on definite atonement from a historical, biblical, theological, and practical perspective. So I've just sort of been bathing um, in uh, the glories of the finished work of Christ because that's what uh, I get to to study uh, for my doctoral work. Um, before that, not too long ago, I finished, uh, All That Is In God by James Dolezal, a great book on the doctrine of divine simplicity and recovering classical deism. And, uh, I've been reading a little bit of that out of Joel Beakey's new Systematic Theology, Volume 1. I think it's called mm-hmm. Reformed Systematic Theology that's on, um, you know, the Bible and, and, and God, bibliology and theology proper. So, here and there, everywhere. <laughs> That's usually the kind of answer I get. I'm used to it. Good deal. All right. Last signature bar question is, what podcasts or sermons do you listen to, if any? Yeah, uh, I listen to uh, Virgil and Daryl on the Just Thinking podcast. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, absolutely. I, I'll say just two words about them. I, I just think, uh, and you as well, and for your part in it, I just think that you brothers are a, a gift to the church from Christ in a time where so much nonsense reigns. You know, to have 
brothers who are courageous and who uh, are just speaking the truth into an enormous amount of of, of a you know difficult environment. Um, you know that that's just been a blessing to my heart. I can't tell you how many times I've I've heard something happen and then Virgil and Daryl address it, and I'm just sitting there in my car and I'm just yelling, "Yes, you know that's exactly what I was." Thinking. <laughs> that, that, that's so right. well, you know that's exactly the problem with that, or that's exactly the way to to respond. Mm-hmm. Um, so I enjoy just thinking. Um, I listen to Dr. James White, uh, the Dividing Line Alpha and Omega Ministries. He's uh He's just a, a wealth of knowledge walking encyclopedia, and I appreciate the way that he handles issues. Um, I listen to Sheologians, his daughter Summer and her partner Joy. Every once in a while they have some uh, some great guests and topics they discuss, and it's, it's cool for, for me to hear their perspective as well as sisters. And, uh, you know, they're, they're uh, very sound in the way that they address things, especially related to the feminist movement and the way that that encroaches upon evangelicalism. And I listen to the briefing every once in a while when I can. And mm-hmm. uh, my one non-Christian podcast is uh, I listen to the Michael K. show, which is mm-hmm. he, he's, a, he's mm-hmm. a broadcaster for the New York Yankees. And since yep. I'm from New Jersey, I'm a, I'm a baseball fan and I, and I love the New York Yankees. And so I listen to uh, Michael Brown and Peter on the, on the Yankees. <laughs> You said you're sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. Know, this is a long, time. <laughs> a long time to talk about that idea. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Good deal. So all I'm going to ask, man, is you add the bar to your list, man. Um, not to listen to yourself, but to go back and listen to some of the <laughs> cool right. guests we've had on, yeah. man. Um, but, yeah, so, Mike, man, I really, really, really appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule to come on the show. Definitely was a privilege and honor to meet you. Uh, uh, this past week and I had a wonderful time. Um, the people at Grace U treated us amazingly. Like, um, I just, I kept telling my wife, like, everybody was just so nice and, and just so everybody had a smile on their face and it was just an awesome, awesome experience, man. So, uh, definitely hats off to you, hats off to everybody at Grace Church. Uh, Grace Community Church and the Grace to You Ministry. So, Mike, going out, man. I like to give my list, uh, my guests, an opportunity to kind of close it out. Whatever you want to share, whether it's words of encouragement or anything you want to say, right here, I'm gonna give you that space, and then we're gonna get out of here. Well, yeah, I'm, I don't know. I don't know quite what to say. I'm not. I don't do. I don't do well with uh, just anything anywhere. I mean, I guess the the thing that comes my, to my mind right away is to is to preach the gospel. I think if there are any listeners there that are, are listening along, um, you know, what we do, what drives everything that, that I do, that, that Dwayne does, that, that, uh, Pastor John MacArthur does, that Phil, a grace to you, they do is, is the, is the gospel that, uh, though all of us have sinned and broken the law of God and fallen short of his glory, um, and, and are therefore liable to his punishment. Uh, nevertheless, in great love, he sent the Lord Jesus Christ, fully God, fully man, the perfect life, life that we were commanded to live but failed to live, the death to die, the death that we were required to die because of our sin but could not survive, could not come out on the other side of. Um, and he on the cross takes the wrath and the punishment that was due to to us. And because he did, uh, and and then rises again on the third day, God now calls us to turn from our sin and to put our trust entirely 
in uh, the righteous life and the atoning death and uh, the conquering resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ for salvation, trusting that uh, not my good works, not not anything that, that we can do to commend ourselves to God will uh, avail for us, but only the works of Christ. And uh, that's why we do what we do. That's why we live the lives that we live is because the gospel uh, has changed everything. And so if you're out there and you don't know Christ as Savior, I just urge you to turn from your sin, uh, to repent, to put your trust in Christ, and to uh, to follow him. Amen, brother. Hey, you say you don't know what to say. The gospel is always a great way to end the show. To yeah. the listeners, appreciate you guys tuning in every Tuesday. Check out everything on the Bar Podcast Network. Monday, Pastor Discussion. Tuesday, The Bar, of course. Wednesday, Just Thinking. Thursday, Mario Esco Live. Friday, Bars, Biblical and Reformed Spitters. And then every other Saturday, we have Truth and Fire, the podcast. Make sure you go to bargear.com. Check out all the merchandise we have there we got hats we got beanies we got hoodies we got sweatshirts we got uh uh coats now so go check out the bargear.com um and if if you uh you know hit me up man i'll, I'll hook you up man i'll give you a discount code just by hitting me up saying hey i listen to the show i'll definitely give you a discount code so you get you some bar gear everybody else appreciate you guys turning in until next time god bless you and we are out What's up, bar listeners? It's finally here, the bar exclusive content. Yes, that's right. You can sign up to receive exclusive content as low as $2 a week or $5 a month, $50 for the year to get exclusive content. What is the exclusive content? I'm glad you asked. The exclusive content is additional information from my guests, extra time with them in like the green moon setting, laid back, them asking me questions, I ask them questions, and also the Facebook group. You get an invitation to the Facebook group where we will have discount codes for the bar gear and many many more make sure you sign up the links in the show notes join the vip inside the bar group and we'll see you there